Today's program has been brought to you by GreatBrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit GreatBrewers.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. It's February 26, 2013. We're in the middle of, what is it called? July Good Beer Month? No. It's New York City Beer Week, guys. Something very new is happening. Dave Broderick, Blind Tiger, how are you? Jimmy, how are you doing? Those intros are Those intros are tough, man. I know. (laughs) Exactly. So much to say. So much to keep track of. We haven't had our first beer yet. No. Things are smoothing out now, though. And, uh, hey... Cheers to our sponsors, greatbrewers.com. Thanks for bringing it to us. If you want to know more about the world of beer, check out greatbrewers.com. we got Ed Baristecki from Mogzale House. Ed. Hello. Hey, right. Jimmy. How are you? James Ty, beer enthusiast and international beer entrepreneur. Greetings. And Josh Schnaffner, the original founder of the original New York City Craft Beer Week. How's it going? Josh, all right. So, hey. And we've got a couple other guests coming on as well. Right now, we're drinking Lagunitas. uh little something, courtesy of James, our beer rep out here. James, which uh, beer is this exactly? Oh, this is, uh, this is the uh, Lagunitas Little Something Something. It's a uh, delicious monster of a beer, uh, around 7.5%. Uh, these headphones are odd. Yeah, I uh, hope you guys are enjoying it. It's uh, one of our year rounds. It was well, so good, it's already Lagunitas. gone. Yeah, cheers, guys. I appreciate this is the it. show that's it's the middle of, of New York City Beer Week, the new name. Yes. And we had fun. I went to, I'll be the reporter tonight. I went to the opening night party Friday night at Galapagos. It was very well run, a, a nice art space with DJs, live music. It felt like a good party. After that, we went to Jimmy's number 43 with many beer reps, and it was the, the latest night of the year for me. So we're, we're coming how, up how tomorrow. How late was that, Jimmy? <laughs> 4.30. Oh, my Coming God. up on New York City Did you have, the, you have the parachute <laughs> pants on? Why do you say parachute pants? Because I just see you wearing parachute so at a, pants. At a club like a Galapagos art there space. You know. just, when I, you're going to crash I, land I in Williamsburg. <laughs> just ask and then, Dave, what, what are you doing for, for, for beer week? You came down from Vermont. Yep. And they, tomorrow night was New York City Brewer's Choice, which is sold out. Right. And uh, that's really the story of the night, and I want to talk about that with you. Because it's the second year together we've worked on it, and, and you went out and curated uh, the, the list of brewers. Tell us a little, a little bit yeah, about the process. I mean, it was fun this year because, uh, as we were talking about earlier, we were able to do a lot of uh, you know New York State breweries for the first time. It, like The quality is just so much higher than it used to be. Um, and, uh, and so basically we just kept you know calling people up and, or emailing and... And they were like, "Yeah, we'll do it." And and before we knew it, we weren't inviting anybody from away. And uh, so it's—I just think it's—it's it's the way it's supposed to be. It's New York City Beer Week. Um, it should be New York State breweries, and it's great to see that we've got so many great ones, um, so many new ones, and and uh, a lot of stuff going on. So, so who are some of, of your your favorite brewers? And a lot of them are your friends because you've been doing this a long time, right? Um, well, it's just great. Uh, you know, Jeff uh, O'Neill from Peak Skill is is coming for the first time, um, so we're excited to have him and, and uh, just a lot of small breweries. Actually, and you're the one that's you know all the small breweries even better than I do because you really push those guys. Um, they're all coming. Um, 
Scott Vaccaro is our keynote speaker, which is going to be really fun. Scott's going through a major expansion, um, and I think probably he's going to talk about you know how much it's changed in New York State uh, in terms of number of breweries, number of quality breweries, and and also just the production. Um, you know, it's it's way different than it used to be. You know what I'm seeing too? I'm seeing a lot of um, breweries that have that established themselves, like an Allagash, where now they have their working brewers who, who are really really making most of the beers and coming like Jason Perkins from Allagash. Is yeah, he's down. coming down, which is such a huge thing. You know, last year it was Rob Todd, and this year Jason's coming down. And uh, you know, it's great to have him in the house. And you know, Dave Arrington from Smutty Nose. Those are some of the New England brewers that are coming down. Um, who've been in the business a long time. We all know them. And, and uh, it's just so, you know, Phil Leinhart from uh, Oma Gang. Um, it's, all, it's just whenever we get together, it's a great time. And that's the great thing about the event is that we make the brewers come and actually pour. It's like the 1990s uh, when they all used to have to do it. Well, a great story is that Barrier Brewing, you know, they were shut down by Hurricane Sandy. And uh, two weeks ago, they actually said they didn't think they could make the event. And on Friday, Craig Freimark, one of the co-owners and brewers, actually called me almost pleading, and he said, you know, we really want to do it, whatever it takes. And uh, I think we just kicked someone else out to put them in. So yeah, who was that? Who we kick out? No. Can't tell you. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but these are fun things that we could do. And, and, and one reason we're, we're, we're doing New York City Brewers Choice is because of this gentleman here, Josh Schaffner. Yay, it was like 2008. A, a plucky kid. He was, uh, decided to go and uh, create havoc in New York City with a beer week. Typical redhead. I, yeah, you know, I, I blame Dave, though. <laughs> Uh, it was um, it was at the Blind Tiger that I that I'd walked in with uh, a little bit of the notion of the idea, and at the time Alan was working there, and he spoke to me a bit about it. And he said, "You know, that's an interesting concept. Um, what are you doing on Tuesday? Why don't you, why don't you come back in? I want to talk to you. Uh, you know, when I have a little more time, we'll get into a little more detail." So I came back the next Tuesday, thinking I was just going to have a brief little conversation, and. He had assembled, uh, I don't know exactly to this day who who's doing it was, whether it was yours, Dave's, or or Alan, but there was, there was about five or six of of the the true, um, you know, tried and true beer lovers of, of this city who had all been running their places for uh, well before I was drinking. And um, Are we that old? Really? Seriously. What are you, 23 now? Well, you know... It's only a matter of time before uh, before we put you out to pasture. All right. <laughs> no, I already did that. <laughs> but Josh, come on. So he's up. You, you were an outsider. The thing is that even though you you knew beer, but we thought you were an outsider. And it turns out that due to you know your career, you've actually traveled a lot, and you knew brewers and bar owners from around the country. It's true. Yeah, I'd been working in the travel industry, and um, actually uh, still do to this day. Uh, in connection with an airline, and uh, I made my way around the country and in the world, and everywhere I went, I, I defined what I was doing at success rate by uh, which bars I was checking out and who I was talking to and visiting in the breweries, and I had a lot of great connections that I was able to formulate and um, definitely helped out. I feel it's uh, it's helped a lot of people come into New York from the industry side over the over the last five years and take a, a greater stock of what we're doing and and coming to appreciate what we're doing as much as we are appreciating what they're doing. Well, one thing great about the New York City beer scene is that, you know, not only is the rise of all these great new New York regional and even New York City breweries, it's also the number of international breweries that, that are here. And I know that you've, you've traveled a lot. And uh, last year you brought us a, a good new buddy, Alan Sullivan. He's got a brewery down in Argentina. Yep, uh, Cork, Cork Brewing. Uh, he's just outside of Buenos Aires. And that's really a, a wonderful beer destination for anyone that's, that's looking to take a trip down that way. There's a lot of fun stuff going on, and the, as I traveled around the world, 
a lot of what I kept hearing from people, uh, which was a nice accolade to what's going on in the States, was, yeah, you know, we're, we're 10 years behind. We're, we're 20 years behind. We're, we're going to be where you are. And they looked at what we've done here in the States as kind of the, the goal. And they wanted to be where we are and, and as robust as that. And taking a lot of the beers that we've been creating and, and trying to replicate them and, and working with what we're doing and learning from what we've been doing. And, you know, obviously, um, I'm, I'm not even 30 years old yet. And so for me, it's it's been the norm. Um, it's what I grew up with, and it's thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's it's nice to hear, you know, from everyone uh, that I've met with uh, um, in in this country or that country. Ed, that don't don't play yourself off as the old guy. Wow. Yeah, you're a spring chicken, Ed. Come on. <laughs> oh yeah, please. When I met Josh, he was a he was a spring chicken walking through my door, and I I just wanted to comment on this because he was a young kid coming through the door, talking about doing this New York City beer craft week. And I look at him and I'm like, and what I tell you, I think I said this is an incredible idea. I always thought about this, but I never had, I just didn't have the time or even try to even envision doing this. And here was a kid walking through my door. He's like, this is what I want to do. I said, I'm on, man. I'm on. I think I told him from day one. And, and he knows that. And, you know. So, Ed, you've done every uh, New York City Beer Week or Craft Beer Week? Yeah, the, the, original, the, the original versions, yes. Yes, I mean I, I'm doing this one too, but this is. The and first you've one. you've been actually doing a lot of great events. I mean, I think that what Josh did was inspired a lot of us to step it up. You know, we created things like the Good Beer Seal, this radio show. I think you know not for nothing because I heard pros and cons about Josh, and I never talked to him about this, and this was always kept behind the scenes. But he actually, to me, was he was a beer lover that came up, and he was like, and then you hear you know the beer geeks, oh well, who's this kid, this and that, blah blah blah. I'm like, but listen, I said. He has the gazangas to do this. He wants to come out and actually compete and, and have a craft beer week for New York, which New York is New York, man, guys. It's not, you know, it's he was, not Vermont. He was the only one. <laughs> it's definitely not Vermont. And he was the only one that stepped up to, to do it. You know, I, I, you know, who knows right. if we'd even have one. Right, exactly. And, uh, and I was very impressed. And here's a young kid. I mean, he was young. You know, I'm an old I don't know if I can say it, but I, you I'm can an old, say it. Right, Ed. whatever. But you're so old, you shouldn't even be here. Exactly. I mean, I've been running my bar for as long as he's been walking the earth, probably. Or when I opened, you know, the it, one was, thing I've wanted you to do since I met you is I want you to play some polka music for me because I know you're going to. We're going to. I'm getting. I'm setting it up for the next session. We're going to have a polka session. We're Maybe that could be our new polka theme song. beer. It's going to happen. Yeah. We could, Every we year we should have a new. I mean, theme right song. now, yeah. like, shout gotta, out to our theme guys. Listen. the Beer Amigos, uh, great guys on Long Island podcast. Our theme song they wrote and they're awesome. But Ed. You do some awesome events. No, Let's, gonna, listen, lately, you always keep track of who's doing great events. Blind Tiger goes great events, Spite and Dival, Jimmy's number 43. But lately, the events you've been doing have really been on my radar. So recently, you did the, the, the blind tasting of IPAs. Yes, it's the second year we've done it. Yeah. And it was actually, it's been a big hit. And uh, it's funny because there was all the bars in the city that try to replicate it, and I don't know what happened with that. But it, um, Shane from Blue Point actually came up with an idea, and we got together and we did this blind IPA tasting last year because you know what it is. I've been doing this again as long as Dave's been doing it, and you, well, you've been doing it for a Longer. long time. All of our, we're the senior citizens of the beer bar business, right? So for us, it was like, you know, everybody likes their IPAs, but can really, can you come out and actually say, I know what this IPA is and what this is? So we figured we'll put blindfolds on everybody. 
And then, Josh, you know, you, your years now of, doing, of traveling and seeing the world and doing, you know, Craft Beer Week. What do you think about the, the caliber of the events in New York City, especially in the bars, uh, during Beer Week? It's been unreal how much things have changed night and day in such a short period of time. Five years ago, it really was uh, – I, I don't want to offend anyone out there listening, you know, but you're sitting right in front of me, so it's really easy to uh, to give you the accolades that you deserve. But at the Blind Tiger, you had your events every Wednesday. And um, for me, I, I identified as a beer geek then, and, and I still do now, and, and it was it was revelatory how – much I was able to gleam and to learn checking in every Wednesday and, and seeing what you guys were putting together there. And at Muggs, I mean, the the Split Thy Skull has been going on for how many years now? This is our 14th year. Yeah, that clearly predates... That's a lot of split skulls. Yeah. Well, Jim Anderson is really the guy that, that, that we kind of joined forces with because the original was out in Philadelphia, but you know so what? So who's Jim Anderson? Jim Anderson was a beer writer slash beer geek slash somebody in Philadelphia. This guy, great guy. He's running the Anderson. He moved out to Scotland now. Yeah, and you got to go there sometimes, Jimmy. Yeah. He's, he's doing great. He's got a special room in the back. Yeah. Just, just for, for you. you. Exactly. He straps you in. With a pool but, table? <laughs> There's no uh, Old school, there was no bar that didn't have a pool table. That doesn't yeah, apply anymore, was, does it? Yeah, no. Not in Scotland. It doesn't work. But he was actually, the, we joined forces with him and, and tried to do something different in New York. And it took off. You know, it took off. And we're, I'm very happy about it. You know, we can't do a, 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 a specific week. So we do weekend events. So Split Thy Skull this weekend. And, and what makes it Split Thy Skull? Uh, strong beers? <laughs> yeah. 8%, 8 and up. I think the biggest one we got is... 15 or 14 or something like that. The how, how, many, how many beers? 20 a day. Wow. We're doing 20, 20 a day. And 20 how many days? days? Two days. Wow. So we're doing 40 over the weekend and two casks over the weekend, too. So, uh, And the two casks are going to be flowing the whole weekend. We may have a third cask that I found that was buried in the back in the refrigerator. But, you know, we'll see what happens with that one. I don't know if it's alive or not. So if anybody shows up, it may be alive, may not be alive. But we're... we're you know, Jim Anderson's really the guy that got me going. And actually, you know, Bill Coleman, Warren, the beer, my beer crew from the homebrew meetings on Wednesday nights. Those oh, guys there's, there's some guys. news with that. Warren Montero, do you guys know about the beer drinker of the year? I, I For can't, uh, wine I can't Cooper, believe it. James, yeah, do you know? Beat yeah. her out. James Todd <laughs> has the news. Beat out Jen who won German. beer drinker of the year? She should have won. You tell us, Jimmy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dave, you know, who won beer drinker of the year? Warren Montero. <laughs> from Ale beer, Street News. Beer Sensei. Beer Sensei. Yeah. Wow. Blind What's the best? I know our Jen Schwartman was out there. Yep, Jen was there. Jen Schwartman, Susan Wucci Montero. <laughs> yes, he. He. Uh, I think this is his third attempt. Right, third I attempt. I think it might have been fourth or fourth. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Jen should have won. Gentlemen, come on, James Todd, a quiet man. He knows everything about beer. I'm Talk. too busy drinking this Lagunitas. This is delicious. <laughs> Talk, Josh. What is but, this beer drink of the year thing? Well, the beer drinker of the year. It's something that Wincoop's been doing. Um, Denver, Colorado. Right? Yeah, for years, and and Wincoop, uh, I don't. Do they build themselves as the the first brew pub in the country? Is is that what it I is? I don't know, if but definitely the first in Colorado. Oh, yeah. And Jen Shortman actually start. That's where she started. Yeah, she started as a as a bartender there, yep. right? Um, so she won. this is full circle for her, and and maybe she'll become the the next uh, Warren slash Susan. Of, Usually, of you have to the, do it a couple of times to. <laughs> Bring back the gold. But um, they invite people to uh, submit, uh, self-nominate, I guess it is, entries. At, and um, it's based on a knowledge of, of beer, the liquid, uh, less so the industry. And um, 
they they really run the gamut of of making sure that people know their stuff and and also know how to enjoy it. And I think that's what uh, trips up a lot of people is they get too caught up in the technicalities and Do they forget how to express to be their enjoyment. Like- Certified Cicerone? No, it's the opposite. It's essays. It's actually crazy and and performance. Esoteric. And guess what? We'll take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Sorry, guys. Cut that. You're listening to Train Song by the California Honey Drops on the Heritage Radio Network.org. Yeah, the train's leaving. Everybody get on board. Well, the train's leaving. Everybody get on board. No, you don't need no ticket. Just leave your worries at the door. Don't nobody ride in, no Yeah, some say they gonna help her But I know we got some sinners on board Whoa, we sure Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network Thanks to our sponsors, GreatBrewers.com If you want to know about beer We should talk about that uh, Great Brewers 20 and 100 tests Has anyone taken it lately? James? Yes, I have what did you score most recently? Sorry, Jimmy, I got a 98. You're awesome. So. Well, I took it years ago and got a 72, but I, I did do online studies. Jimmy, that sounds time. like your high school grade, probably, too. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Well, you know, you, I, just if, you two, you how if you have two screens, is. you can, you can do, do your homework on greatbrewers.com and take the test at the same time. I wrote it. And it's yeah. self-scoring. But yeah, Ed's in charge of all those exams. But you know, exactly. I, I think what we're going to do is after Crappery, we should have a lot of, of fans. List. If you're listening, you should write to us. And uh, I think it's uh, what's at beer underscore sessions or something. I don't know how to contact us anymore. Come on. Uh, but Or foodcomrade gmail. Let uh, us know what you're your really score helping is. us yeah. here. But I, I really think the greatbrewers.com test is awesome. Um, and it, we should have a competition that people should do it and certify and, and let's see because it's actually the basis of the Cicerone I know Sam Merritt was part of that Gosh. so if you know about Cicerone you should start by taking the Great Brewers the 100 test it's pretty serious and it's pretty cool so let's talk back about uh, New York City Beer Week we got Josh Schaffner founder of the original New York Craft Beer Week Ed Barastecki from Muggs Ale House Dave Broderick from Worthy Burger in Vermont and Black yes. Tiger and James Tyre our international beer enthusiast right here so we're talking about this uh, Wine Coop Beer Drinker of the Year. I think it plays into New York City Beer Week because we're going to give out some awards tomorrow night, uh, the, the local Unsung Beer Hero And I awards. think Warren's going to be there tomorrow night. That's terrific. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have, you know, Beer Drinker 2000. Was it? Is it 2013? It is. It is. So he oh, will be there only tomorrow night. Sh- you know, but, you know, the awards we're giving are things like, you know, there's a homebrew supply shop worker. There's a best home brewer who's someone who submitted the most home brews to a competition. There's best beer bartender, things like that. It's more like the working guys in the industry in New York, and that's kind of fun. So it kind of fits in with this beer drink of the year. But, um, Josh, tell us more about beer drink of the year because I don't understand it. Well, on, honestly, that might be the extent of my knowledge right there. I know, I know um, the, the folks at Wincoop choose, uh, choose three finalists from the uh, submitted entries, and they get flown out to Denver each year for the competition, get put up and, and really taken care of nicely, and then are, are presented in, in front of a team of judges, which includes some of the, the past winners and other esteemed individuals that they've got going, and uh, those judges will throw out some... Um, 
ar- arcane uh, questions for people to answer. Yeah, they, they have it, it, a lot of it's um, you know performance art. I mean, they actually have to sort of perform. do some kind of create yeah perform and do some kind of crazy things. Um, talk to the talk to a particular beer. Like, what would you say to this beer if you were going to talk? I mean, like it's kind of Jimmy. I nominate nutty. you next year. I'm so a lot of it's personality. And uh, which I think is kind of cool. It's not just technical, like knowing your beer. I mean, you have to know your beers to be able to talk to a beer. Dave, so, have you done it? Or uh, no, I've never done it, but uh, and I never will. By the way, I, I'll do it when you do it. Okay, we'll go tag team. Yeah, tag team. Exactly. And what, what is what did Warren win? Does he win beer for life at the Wine Coop Brewery? I don't think he wins a damn thing, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe I mean, it is beer for life from the Wincook Brewery. Is it really? Mm-hmm. You just got to get there. He lives, right, in, exactly. he lives in New York. It's also a $250 bar tab at whatever his local might be. Really? That nice. sucks. <laughs> Not too much. <laughs> Not for uh, you. Especially these days. Well, hey. All right. Thanks, Josh. So but, we got uh, Split Thy Skull. We got New York. New York Beer Week. Got a lot and, happening and, uh, in New York this yeah. week. Yes, we do. Dave, tell us a little more about New York City Brewers Choice tomorrow night. Some of the other brewers and, and your interaction with them. Yeah. Um, everybody's psyched. Um, they're all bringing some great stuff. Everybody's bringing at least two beers. Um, and uh, it, it's just going to be, and you know, it's a great chance to for the beer and the food to be together and the brewers to be there. Um, talking about their own stuff, they get really psyched about it because they don't get to, you know, it's like letting them out of their cage. Um, a lot of them now, they just, you know, they're they're expanding so fast, they're stuck up at their breweries. This is their chance to actually come down and interact with people in New York City, and and uh, so it's a huge thing for them. They really look forward to it. And and when when we were when you and I were sending out emails, um, everybody jumped on it this year, you know, and it was so much easier this year than it was last year. Uh, and what were some of the criteria? First, the brewers have to attend. Yep, brewer or owner has to pour. Actually, pour, not just attend, but actually be at the booth and pour the beer. And that's the huge one. Um, that's what makes it different. And uh, and then they need to bring two beers. Um, and that was basically the major criterion. And and but then, they're like their most special beer, new right, releases. Something that they're like really happy about. It's not their flagship. No, something they want to show off. Um, they can also bring some bottles. If they want to, and uh, and then some of them ask to be prepared. You know, you've got all these great food people coming, which I kind of want to hear about. And um, so there's like some of them wanted to be paired. You know, Rick's pick wanted to be paired with your Omagong or uh, Six Point, I think. Yeah. Um, so you hear that from some of the brewers too, which was kind of cool. Now the the food component's always a sleeper, and, that, and I like with with events to have food. I think it's important when you drink and eat. Like we usually, you know, after our show, we hang out here at Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, and we have pizza and you know steaks and other things. It's kind of fun. If any listeners ever want to come out here, meet us at six o'clock. Tuesday nights, Roberta's in Bushwick. The best part of the radio show is actually afterwards. afterwards. Yeah. But uh, we have, like, Luke's Lobsters coming. Uh, my buddy Eddie Oysters is going to be shot. He's only got 1,000 oysters for, like, 400 people, so you got to get them, you know. And Sigmund Pretzels, which is kind of cool, and, and some other restaurants. Cheese. Number 43. Lots of cheeses. Cabot yep. is coming. Uh, Coach Farm. You know, it's, it's a really good lineup of, of yeah. different foods. So it's pretty fun. James, yeah. you're... Tell us what you're thinking about, because you no. know everything about me. Everybody knows this guy, James Ty. He's an investor in a brewery in India, which sounds like it's like is that a the science one that, project. Is that the one that Greg, Greg yep. Cook's involved in? Yeah, oh. with Greg at Stone. Absolutely. Wow. It sounds like so, a science so how's project. that going? Right. 
It is. It's trucking along right now. I mean, we're looking at a probably a late June, early July opening. Um, and hey, I invite everybody here to, to truck on out there with me. You know, if you have the time. And and, and where is it in India? It's in Pune. Pune. Where's Puna, that? India, which is uh, I'd say about an hour and a half away from uh, Mumbai. Um, so it's. I, I don't know. I, I would equate it to be maybe the, the Atlanta of India. Um, a lot of intellectual capital, a lot of disposable income, a lot of Coca-Cola factories. Yeah, all that yeah. good stuff. So um, a lot of people there that really want some good beer, you know, and, and I think it's a really smart idea to just get inside there. Now, going back to history, is, is it India? Is it a case where don't drink the water but drink the beer? Or is that I, I think true. that's just a good um, – just that's just good advice all around. Pretty so. much anywhere yeah. outside of the U.S. No, just kidding. Oh, God. U.S. included. Yeah. So yeah. How, how did you get involved in that project? I mean, you're, you're, let's talk about James Todd. You know, no one's heard of you, but everybody knows you. You're, you're, around, you're a beer enthusiast. You go to every event. Right. I, I always like to put myself out there is uh, if you go to your, I guess, your uh, favorite local beer bar, I am, I am the Chinese guy that's sitting at the bar who looks kind of familiar, but you don't know why. Um, and it's because I'm everywhere, pretty much. <laughs> so. And now you're in India. So how did you get involved in that project? Uh, it's funny because um, I actually got in through the finance side. Um, a couple of people approached me um, that were looking to invest in this project, um, and they kind of ran it by me knowing that like, I'm a kind of a beer dude. Um, and I, I looked at the, I guess, the presentation, checked out the numbers, and it just made a lot of sense on, on a lot of different fronts. And, yeah. and what, so what is it about making beer in India? I mean, is it, there's growth potential, there's... Hardly any breweries. Right. I mean, it's a complete blank slate. You're talking about the Atlanta Kingfisher. So it's an opportunity to kind of kind of stamp your mark, you know, in, in a country that can definitely use some great beer. I mean, we've talked a lot of international. We had uh, a brewer from Lebanon. We've had uh, Josh's friend from, from Argentina. I mean, so you think the craft beer revolution is going to happen in India? I think so. I think it's just a certain ethos of just appreciating something. Um, you're, you're talking about just having like a little bit more discerned taste. Um, you're talking about a lot of people that are just kind of expats, and they've kind of visited a lot of different countries, and they realize that what, you know, what tastes good tastes good, and they w- would really like to have something like that back at home. And I, I think that's just a smart thing to, to consider. And it's a brew pub as opposed to a production brewery. That's right. That's right. It's going to be a seven-barrel brew house system, you know, replete with brew pub. With um, restaurant? Or yeah, restaurant what, what kind of food are you guys going to do? We're talking about some appetizers. I, I think it's kind of like a... Indian food? Indian food. Um, maybe some, you know, just different kind of like fusion-esque qualities yeah. to it. You know, like... It's cool. I, I don't want to say like neo-tapas, but, you know, it's kind of like on that on the vein, you know. How many seats? Like how big is the whole place? Um, gosh. I don't have that answer right now, but it's, it's, it's. Because uh, Ed and I want to go. Two hundred fifty. Okay, so really Ed and I are like so dying to go to India. We're going. I could definitely <laughs> add two extra seats if that's the case. Okay. No problem. All Good. Right. So, we'll bring our own. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, what do you think? So, what do you think about the international component of the craft beer scene? It's exciting. Um, it's it's definitely exciting. But in in all honesty, I, I want to go back to what Dave was saying at the very beginning of the show. What's most exciting is that here in New York, it's um, it's really coming into its own. And it's it's this cyclical arrangement, and it's kind of a you scratch my back, we scratch your back. Because now the, um, the international brewers are beginning to be inspired by what we're doing here in New York. And New York continues to be an international beer city. It's the first point of entry for the vast majority of, of beers that come into the U.S., from international waters, um, 
so it's it's nice that that we get to be the recipient of of so much of this um from new hop varietals and a lot of other things that are being done internationally i'd say if i had to choose one thing that's the single most exciting thing that that you get to experience by branching out into the international beers um but what's most exciting is the reverse inspiration of seeing the local breweries here in the New York area and the states at large learning from those international breweries that first learned from the American breweries. And and that reverse relationship is far and away what most excites me. Ed, talk yes. about Craft Beer Week. Do you have any uh, New York City breweries on tap right now? Yes, I do. Who do you have? <clears throat> Single Cut, got Barrier. Actually, I have a slew of New York New York. Not New York City breweries, but I've got Brooklyn, and I have actually what you're drinking right now is our anniversary ale that was brewed at Brooklyn Brewery, which was our 20th anniversary ale. Which is delicious. Is this going to be at Split Thy Skull? Uh, we have a cask of it up all weekend, yes. And uh, actually, the last barrel's up this week, so anybody out there that wants to try it, I don't, I don't know. We've got a couple sixthals hanging around in the refrigerator, but that's about it. Um, we blew through it. I mean, they did a great job. Uh, Brooklyn was good to us in the beginning and is good to us now. And, you know, we've, we've kind of, that's why it's called Blood Brothers. And we were happy about the end product. Uh, Rob and Garrett and the guys there did a great job on it. Um, everybody that's come in and tried it has loved it. Um, <clears throat> thing I love about it is I'm usually a hophead, but I, because my wife calls it poison as soon as it gets over a certain IBU level. So we kind of mellowed up on the on the hop end, and we tried to malt it up and, and make it a real nice balance. And I think it ended up being a great product. And, you know, I'd love for them to do a second batch. It would be great. You know, I've been talking to them to do it. And uh, this was, like, one of the only bottles I got. And so we tried it today, and I think they did a good job. So, But, yeah, that's it. How, how's it been? You know, you're like so close to Brooklyn Brewery. How's it been to watch this like amazing growth uh, and be so close to it? Like, yeah, I mean, you're literally you know, a few blocks away. Dave, we've known each other for years, and you knew what was happening years ago. When I knew it was happening, we used to hang out at the bar after Brooklyn events and this and that. And it's amazing, truly amazing, uh, to see what happened with Brooklyn Brewery. You know, it. it and in one respect, it's crazy because there was some article I saw years ago. I don't know if it was in New York Press or something like that. And there was like this downside to Brooklyn Brewery where they weren't, you know, really affectionate in the neighborhood, let's say. And I never saw it. And I was always, you know, with them. We've always had Brooklyn up. We actually have the only Brooklyn ceramic tower, I think, in the world up. <laughs> so, and, uh, I mean, at one point we used to have six of their draft lines, of course, in New York, with the, 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 the onslaught of all the breweries and everything that's been happening, we have to kind of, you know, separate that. But, you know, they've been great to us. We've been great to them. And at one point, they were going to move out, but thank God they didn't. And I've been very happy to be there, you know, that, that, and, and that they're there. And we've been there from day one. And I think they showed up in Williamsburg a year before us, maybe two, and... Yeah, We've been in the, together. <laughs> in the mid-90s, they were our social life. <laughs> you remember that. Yeah. See, it's funny. It's like, you know, we're sitting here 20 years later. And it's- you want to hear a funny story? A, a, a friend of mine was in the other day, and her friends were up from Florida, and they're all doctors. And the one place they wanted to go was Brooklyn Brewery's Happy Hour on Friday night. So. Oh, they've been doing that. And, they, you know, they, yeah. they kind of put 
a dent in the mind. <laughs> so let's give a say? cheers to them and yeah. uh, Brooklyn I mean, Brewery and, and, and New York City Brewing. Yeah, and New York City. New York and, uh, New State. We'll be back. Josh. We'll take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. This one's called When It Was Wrong by the California Honey Drops on the Heritage Radio Network.org. We were still at school. What a good times that we shared. Like what you hear so far? Support the network and become a member. Membership helps us bring you the best food radio in the world and gives you access to thousands of dollars in discounts at the sustainably minded businesses that support us. To become a member, visit heritageradionetwork.org today. Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. All right, it's New York City Beer Week. We're hanging out with Dave from Blind Tiger, Ed from Mugsdale House, Josh Schaffner, James Ty, and James from Lagunitas Brewing. We've So far, we've had the Lagunitas Little Something Something. Ed, what was the beer you just tried? We had the... Uh, the Blood Brothers brewed by Brooklyn so, Brewery. It's our 20th anniversary. Anniversary. Ale. And, and James, you're popping a beer right now. What is it? I am cracking open the um, the Brewery and Taps uh, collaboration. It's a Stein beer. Um, two really excellent. Obviously, everybody knows Patrick Rue. Um, but Victor Novak, um, who, who makes stuff out of Brea and Corona in Southern California, does some fantastic stuff, too. So they collaborated on this beer. Let's pour that. I'm, I'm excited to try that. And a shout-out the other night. Uh, we, we had a beer dinner at Jimmy's Number 43 in the East Village, and we did a pairing, and one of the top pairings was uh, Horseheads, which is a, a brewery up, upstate in Horseheads, New York. If anyone's heard of that, they get a free uh, free dinner at Jimmy's Number 43. Uh, Horseheads Brewery, and it's called the Hallaheim, and it's a hint of, of uh, jalapeno and Anaheim peppers, but it's not spicy. This is what's great about you know playing around with beers. The nose is green pepper. And when, but then when you taste it, it's just a little prickle on your tongue. So it's like they put in less hops and put in some peppers instead. We served it with a, a, a beer and cheddar cheese soup that was pretty awesome with a hint of sriracha pepper. So beer and food pairing, it's coming up tomorrow night, New York City Brewer's Choice. Those of you listening, you, you know, you, you'll probably hear this after the event, but it really is why we love that event. We always have food w- when we drink, and it's the way to go because it keeps you drinking more, right? All right. Wow, that beer is good. Yeah. I like, in fact, that Jimmy's number 43 tonight. We have a brewery event. I'm just talking about my place tonight. You know it for once. You know, Jimmy, you're allowed to do that. Why not? You don't do it all the time, so you get to do it. Go ahead. Blow your socks off. One thing about Beer Week is that we we tried to program, you know, things that were typical of what we did. So, for example, we had a beer dinner on Monday. We do a lot of beer dinners. We We featured five new small breweries, which we've done every year. We had... Guys from Long Island, Port Jeff. From Queens, we had Rockaway and Single Cut, which is amazing. There's three new breweries in Queens, you know. We had Horseheads from Upstate, and we had uh, samples of Five Wake Acid Brewery. Chris Kuzme came with a, a dessert beer. You know, tonight we have the brewery. Uh, we have six different beers, including Mischief and Rug Brought on Draft. Tomorrow night we have a Rockaway Brewing uh, premiering two new beers. Thursday, we have Bridge and Tunnel, which is a totally brand new brewery out in Queens as well. And Saturday, we're having Josh Bernstein's Homebrew Jamboree. And so, uh, Kelso has some rare kegs coming out, too. So, so. Y- since you carry so many of the, uh, especially the small New York State breweries, like, what are some of your favorites that you've, you know, a lot of stuff's coming through your taps. Um, what are some of the ones that you, like, you're, like, tasting things, you're like, oh, this is really good. Honestly, Dave, I, ha- I have to tell you that 
I feel like there's been an explosion of new local small breweries. And honestly, I feel like we're going to give them all a shot because they're so small. There's still a lot of batch variation or just, you know, each batch is a little different. Um, you know, I still like the, I feel like the guys that are doing a great job are barrier brewing. You know, I'll stand up for them. And, and uh, you know, everybody else is, is, is in the game. And I'd much rather taste small batch brewing from new small breweries where, you know, there's some variation. So that's not a good answer, but... Josh, what do you want to say? I actually to wanted to, to to reverse roles with with you all for uh, a quick moment. Here you are. It's the it's the fifth year of of the beer week. You you've had your share of experiences and putting together some events. So when people start approaching you, or when you found out the dates for the beer week, what's your rationale when you when you run your operations? How do you come to the conclusion of we're going to do this event? This is who we're going to work with, and and you know, like I I was involved in that process with with all three of you for. You know, a couple of years, and and I found it to be highly interesting from where I started, which was with a, a base knowledge of nothing of, of the backside of the operation. So, Josh, I think when you started, you know, two thousand and eight, I don't think as many of us were doing regular events. Well, that was exactly the point. That is the that thing. is that they weren't, and so we all kind of came to this of so now we have a beer week. What do we do with it? <laughs> and and I clearly came up with what I thought you know it should be, and and parts of that are still. Uh, alive and kicking five years later and, and each of you have the things that you've been doing with the start of that first beer week that are still around but just in general i mean you, you just listed that excellent excellent array of events that you've got going almost every night and so you know just what what events you know and, and not only are you most excited about but w- what works well like when when you're when you're saying all right beer week 2014 i gotta start planning for it you know what what do you plan what are you looking forward to what what's what's gonna be it well i think that it's more about you know, what each bar or restaurant does regularly. And I think that's what we've learned is that you don't need to change what you're doing. You don't need to, you know, have a passport or, or do some kind of discount. It's more that if you're doing a good beer dinner, then you keep doing that. If you're doing a regular tasting, you play it up. If you're like mugs and you have these special events on the weekends, you know, you do that. Or your DBA, you're going to do your cast fest, do it during beer week. Well, I, I have to, like, get in on this because I was never an event person. And Dave actually is the one that kicked me in the butt because he was doing all these events and people were showing up. When are you going to do an event? When are you going to do an event? <laughs> Sorry about that. And, but no, it's all right. You know, I needed to jump on the bandwagon and we started doing weekend events. And I didn't want to do like a monthly or weekly or whatever it ended up being because I'm old. I can't deal with it. <laughs> so, but I mean, as far as Craft Beer Week, I am actually a guy that, you know, kind of fell into it because of the fact that especially this year that we always did split thy skull in the first week in march and craft beer week ended up butting up to it the week prior so i haven't done anything special i think that we've done we have enough new york beers represented at the bar um you know single cuts up which is a new startup i think they're doing a great job I, you know, and, and I was actually talking to the Greenport Harbor guys this, this earlier today. They were supposed to show up tonight. And I was, you know, they won the blind IPA test this, this year, which I was very impressed with because I wouldn't have voted for them. But, again, the beauty of the blind IPA test is that it's so subjective, it becomes really, you know, this is what you like. And they blew it through the roof. And their IPA which was... Which beer won? Their uh, other side, I think it's called yeah, the IPA. Yes, yeah. and <laughs> what? <laughs> I said, who took second? Yeah. Oh. 
Come on, James. Oh, Lagunitas. Oh, I can't say it. <laughs> and then, and then Dave, what? So you're also doing. You have a theme this week as well, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, basically, we do it around Brewers' Choice, um, and we try to get as many beers on um, from the breweries that are going to be at Brewers' Choice as we possibly can. So instead of doing a big Wednesday event, it's on. You know, Brewers' Choice is on Wednesday, so we just try to um, represent as many of the brewers as we can. Uh, as much beer as we can get from them. So that's kind of our event for the week. All right. Well, I just want to give the heads up. Uh, uh, Julia Hertz, who works for the Brewers Association, uh, was going to be on the show tonight. She's still coming from the airport. She's going to join us afterwards and have dinner at Roberta's. Dinner, because that's the best part. Which is pretty fun. And again, anyone ever wants to meet us out at Roberta's 6 o'clock in Bushwick after our show, we will hang out. So. Uh, who knows? Let's talk about I, let's I, wait, wait. Can I make one comment about New York City Craft Beer Week? That one day in the future, I think what should end up being is that every bar that's involved with New York City Craft Beer Week have all New York beers up. And it's going to happen. And they're going to have great beers up because there are so many breweries coming up. And I think that at one point you're going to see that Craft Beer Week actually being a New York City Craft Beer Week with every bar filled with New York beers. That's all I want to say. I agree. I agree. I'm going to sleep now. Great vision. <laughs> well, last thing. So, uh, James, uh, you, you and Julia, Julia Hertz it works for the Brews Association. Josh, you know her. Just give us a, a brief you know, description of what her job is and how important it is to the craft beer industry. Josh. James. James. Josh, James. After Josh. I, I would say if, if you had to put what she's doing in a, in a very brief nutshell, she is the end-all, be-all of what craft beer is defined by um, – from the Brewers Association across the country. So if, if I had to say the most difficult part of my role was when I was working, you know, and, and running the beer week was juggling all the different balls in motion and all the different breweries that were coming to town and all the different bars and the restaurants and their special requests and distributors wanted this and retailers wanted that and making sure... You did sure, a great job, too. Well, thank you very much. But uh, New York City, as big as it is, it's, it's a mighty big operation, but she's doing that exact same thing at a national level. And um, I don't know what her exact job description is, but in all of my interactions with what she's doing, that's that's pretty much what it comes down to. She's the the point person when it comes to craft beer and all of the different interplays of, of what that means to be involved in in craft beer throughout the country. So, uh, Josh, I wanted to ask you before before you take the microphone away, how has this been this New York City craft beer work been different compared to the last ones for you? Uh, I sleep like eight hours a night. It, I, I've slept like eight hours a night for the last couple of months. It, See, you don't own a bar, so you don't sleep six hours a night. Well, well I'll say this. Um, I used to, when, when Josh was running the Craft Beer Week, I used to work for a local distributor. And I was one of those, I, I'm sure one of the many dozens of guys who once Josh put his, uh, I, I guess, the the promotional print and it was ready to roll, I would be the one that would call him like maybe five seconds afterwards and ask him to make this revision. So that must have really pissed him off. And I'm sure I wasn't the only one to do hey, so. Hey, Josh, I have some passports. Can I send them back to you? <laughs> yeah. So this, yeah, it's got to be a completely different experience for you. It is. I, I'm the, the biggest thing is that I didn't realize it when I started. And about two years in, I, I made this realization and resigned myself to it. As long as I was going to be involved with the beer week, I never had a summer. Do you miss it though? Do I miss summer? Did, no. Do you miss the whole <laughs> approach? No, he got summer. 
the whole attack and all that stuff. There, there's something that. to be said for um, for because I, I I truly think you do. You know, I think he's right. <laughs> what he's saying is, I think that moving it from September to February has improved all of our lives because you know the end of the summer you do want to kick back and it's hard to be planning i I like it in february it's really great we've been planning it now since september well before we used to come in to september and plan for september well here's here's the biggest thing about it five years ago the number of places that were selling good craft beer and and the breadth and the type of of outlets that they were were a lot more limited than they are now. Um, I'm sure there's a distributor out there, maybe James, you know the answer to this, but just how many licensed accounts have opened in the last five years that specialize in craft beer? Whether they're involved with the Beer Week or not, it's irrelevant. It just has changed the entire scope and nature of where you go and what to expect when you're a craft beer drinker and a craft beer lover. And five years ago, I was nothing more than a consumer. And I was not only just a consumer, but I was a consumer that was just gaining my bearings as a craft beer consumer who could get out there and, and experience it. And it was, uh, you know, it was a very select few limited group of bars. Whereas now, you want to go watch a game? Great. There's craft beer sports bars. You want to go grab dinner? There's craft beer, you know, local specializing kitchens. We have evolved so much in this city where there's a little bit of something for everyone. I always said that I will feel that that New York City is fully where I wanted it to be as a craft beer city when every single neighborhood has a local craft beer spot. And not just a de facto spot, but a spot that is a destination into and of itself. And we're almost there. I think it's happening. I think it, uh, we are we are definitely happening. almost there, but that has been a night and day change. And so five years ago, you looked at okay, what part of the year are are people going out, and and where are they forming their routines? And September was the point in time where people, the same way that we you know were having trouble getting our own stuff in stock through the summer. That's everybody. Everybody's got their family and the summer vacation, everything that they're doing. And once that fall rolls around, they settle back into their routines. So the whole idea, more than anything else, five years ago, was how do we lock those people into the routines? How do we introduce them to what their their local craft beer bars are and and form a dedicated bond there? And we wanted to make that connection in September. And I think it's great that it's moved because that's not necessary anymore. Now... We don't need that bond to form in October because it is routine. It's a day in the life. People know it, they expect it, and they get it. And that's the best part is that year-round, there's, there's so many outlets that are out there. just want to make a quick comment. Josh, for what you did for Craft Beer Week years ago, you shouldn't be forgotten in the future after this happens. Because really, I, applaud you. I applauded you then, then, the first day you walked in at Muggs, and I applaud you now, and I think that your credit should be applied towards any craft beer week in the future. So that's all. I oh, he drinks say. free uh, craft beer every year now <laughs> for the rest of his life. Oh. Well, cheers. We're drinking free Lagunitas. We're at Blind Tiger. Wait, Ed, what's the last beer? <laughs> now at Mugs. This this, <laughs> this actually is a Sierra Nevada barrel aged Bigfoot. It's very limited, very rare. I figured it was perfect. For tonight, because we have a rare opportunity to drink with each other, and Josh being here for Craft Beer Week, and everybody else, and new startups, and everything, 
And I'm not going to mention Lagunitas, but they're here too. But <laughs> that's Great. why. We're running down. Let's do a quick wrap-up of what's coming up this weekend for Craft Beer Week. Dave, anything going on at Blind Tiger? Basically just uh, a lot of New York City and New York State breweries on draft. And a lot. hopefully some of the brewers will be there too. Ed? At Monk's? Split Thy Skull, second and third this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Twenty. And thanks for the great preview. Twenty. Sierra Nevada Bigfoot. I always, skull, I always bring is eight, eight plus, right. That's what I always bring. James, what are you doing this weekend for crap? Beer Week, New York City Beer Week. Uh, in addition to Brewer's Choice and in addition to Split Thy Skull, I am just going out all night. So, all right. You know. And Josh, uh, where, would, where are you going to be this weekend? I've actually California. got a... Uh, Got a got a twofer on Saturday. I'm going to be visiting you over on Saturday for the Homebrew Jamboree. Josh Bernstein, he's a great writer. You all know his books. Zach Kenny and I actually brewed a beer that's going to be featured there. It's um it's a sour mash made with smoked wheat malts aged on ginger and wood. It's a little known uh, notion. Ginger, ginger. <laughs> Who would have known? You know. But uh, according to Wikipedia, the the celebration for a five year anniversary is uh is to give wood and you you can interpret that how, however you might want oh but, my uh, god we I'm aged how to get that on the air I'm we, we aged on wood as a, as a five-year <laughs> celebration but after that event i'm gonna head over to alewife and, and check out their uh uh a porculips oh so you're not coming to us <laughs> that's that's for sunday all right and a quick update too we've got a new friend uh, john conzilla he has a farm on long island he's running a kickstarter campaign to help revitalize long island hop farming which will bring local hops to local brewers. He's over halfway there, but with only 12 days to go, Long Island hop farmers need your help. So check us out, goodbrewseal.com. In closing, I'd like to thank our sponsors at greatbrewers.com who have helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. Brewer Sessions Radio supported by the Good Brewer Seal. Thanks to Dave, Ed, James, Julia, and Josh for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Jack Inslee, Brie O'Connor, and engineer Joe Galarraga. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.